Two movies enter, one movie leaves as we watch two Flashpoints. One from 1984 featuring Chris Christopherson and Treat Williams. The second featuring Donnie Yen kicking a whole bunch of ass. All on today's That Can Be Only One Bucket. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we watch two movies that have the same title that have nothing to do with each other and determine if one or both need to change their titles and then we give them titles as a present, as like this podcast will offer them as a way of saying, hey, we're sorry you have the same title as another movie. My name is Robert Rao and joining me today are Herman Omega Brown Davis and Michael Alford. Oh, we got a special one for you guys today because this might be the first one that we've done that we know that there's going to be a third one coming out like, one that actually deserves the title over the other two. So it's weird that there's a third movie in, in, the, in the weeds that are, that's coming in two years that has a, a franchise built behind it. And that's uh, the new Flash movie that's going to be coming out called Flashpoint. There's a, an entire comic run that this whole movie is going to be based on. Do either one of you know the, the premise? Because I just read the Wikipedia version of it before yes, we did this. Yes, I'm a big fan of... Um comics and you, you're not telling me the premise you're just trying to justify <laughs> yes. yes some sort of explanation yeah. here but you're these, not doing a good job oh, i no, mean I suicide no squad was a good movie i'm just want to say that uh-huh. you know what i was trying to get to okay so uh, you thought suicide squad was good is oscar winning film bro yeah no. that, yes, well, i mean yes, yes but no yes, yes. it was good Oh. It was good. I can't. It, no, man, we getting off the subject here. Flashpoint is a basically uh, the, that's coming out in twenty twenty. <laughs> is a flash uh, timeline. He changed the timeline, yes. and basically, yeah. Got if you don't know, up. yeah. In order to make the Flash more than just a guy that runs really fast, they actually had him uh, had the ability to go through time. And in this case, he he fractures time to where. Uh, Superman and Batman don't exist. Mm-hmm. And the only things that do exist is like a war going on between Aquaman and Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Basically, he saved his mom. He went back in time and saved his mom and yeah. he just changed every kind of um, aspect. Just like Didn't the- realize his mom's name was Martha. And they both had. <laughs> it, and he was brothers with Bruce Wayne. Oh, yes. boy. And that's why he's like, oh, well, now Batman doesn't want to be Batman anymore. So who, uh, whatever about that. So. I'm pretty sure they're going to change the storyline from the comics book. But basically... Not really, because they that's kind of what they're leading towards in the movie. Because they have that one scene in Batman vs. Superman where Bruce Wayne is having a dream. And it's Flash telling him about Lois. So it might be a little different. Yeah, like he's not saving his mom. That's not what happened in the comic but, book. But yeah, in order to save his mom, he throws yeah. Lois in front of the bullet, I guess. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> well, basically, one key point is Bruce died in Flashpoint. Right. Basically, Thomas Wayne is living. He became the Owl Man. Right. So they changed that. So that's that's enough about that. But let's talk about two movies that we're going to probably um, change the name of just to respect the DC legacy. Sure. I actually found these movies because there's a great AV uh, column. AV Club had, had a, a long list of action films. They're going through superhero films right now. They've only started with the first one. And, and then they're going to immediately skip 10 years to go to the next one because they start with Superman. And then the next true superhero film that they have on there is Batman. So it's uh, you have that gap of about 10 years of nothing really happening. Hmm. And then, then moving on because they're not going to like try to throw in that like Captain America one that came out. Well, or we, we got Teen Titans go to movie coming or, out. Or the Justice League what? TV really? show. Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, but yeah. it's a cartoon. 
Yeah, yes, it is. It is a cartoon, uh, and yeah, not worth your not time. That. <laughs> because comics. because Teen Titans right now is a is a joke. It's a travesty of what it was. Like it used to be a good show, and now they go like, oh, let's have a thing about us getting milk. You know, like that's basically what the show is now. It's the same voice. They learned characters. a valuable lesson. Yeah. Sure, I'm sure that uh, yes, whatever. Yeah, they partner up with like the the Teletubbies and solve the problem of why is this food not cold? You know, sort of thing. That's all they're doing now. They can, they're not they're not solving real problems. Have they had uh, their bag, uh, main bad guy on there? I always get Snay. it wrong. Uh, it's not Deadshot. What is what's it? Uh, yeah, but he but what are Deathstroke. they? Deathstroke. That's it. That's the name. But I was they didn't for. call him Deathstroke because it was a kid. He, he's he's the, he's at the end of uh, yeah. Justice League. If you watch Justice League all the way in and and they have the, I try to watch that movie three times, fall asleep. They're, 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 well, they have a each a, time they have a thing at the very end, basically saying that they're going to uh, form the Legion of Doom, ah, and, and and Deathstroke okay. pops out at, uh, along with uh, Lex Luthor. Like they're the two. Um, Recruiters, I guess, is the best way to put okay, it. Okay. Like they're the ones coming up with their team. You know, like we're we're getting the band back together, sure. sort of thing. You know, <laughs> that's what they're doing. So uh, these uh, the 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 action uh, part, they actually devoted an entire column to Donnie Yen, and I was looking at all the Donnie Yen films, and his because most of them were overseas, uh, except for what he's done recently, which was Rogue One and Triple X and the Ip Man films. There's a lot of chance of a crossover of possibly films that were made over here, and it turns out there were a couple. And the one that we chose for today was Flashpoint because there was a film from 1984 done by HBO Studios. They actually made it to where it was released out as a big blockbuster production, and it's about two border guards that have found money, and then they go off and they live happily ever after, right? No! <laughs> no, that's not what happens! Alright, so uh, we'll play a quick trailer because it's HBO. There's only like a 30-second trailer on this thing. And we'll be back, guys. Which one do you want? The mean one. You're a sick man. <laughs> They're two good old boys looking for action. Until one day they found something more. What is it about that Jeep? Carson's got the entire Fifth Army out there. Did you have any idea what they were up to? What who was up to, Logan? These are my witnesses. Where are your witnesses? Flashpoint. Who were you? Rated R. And we're back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's I need I need a spot in here to know where to market. Okay, that's the whole point of these things. I, I gotta beat you though. No, no, you do not. <laughs> you so don't many, have though. to. <laughs> What's funny uh, about this movie? Th- this is the Flashpoint from 1984. It stars uh, Chris Christopherson, Treat Williams. It has appearances by Rip Torn, Kurtwood Smith, Gene Smart, uh, and uh, the guy I forgot from RoboCop that I'm blanking on his name. Miguel. No, well, yeah, the, the, his real name. I don't remember his real Miguel. name. He died recently. I think he died like last year. I don't it, remember. Yeah, uh, I don't have my phone on me. But anyway, it's not. And Herman, stop, stop saying that because it's annoying the shit out of me. Don't <laughs> okay. stop that, please. When he's looking up, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna, to owe it, me an apology. No, I do not. Yes, I do. feel like all you need to know is red from that 70s show is in yeah. this movie. Yeah, Kurtwood Smith. That, he yeah. plays almost the same character. And don't forget Tess Harper's in this movie. Tess Harper. Who is that? The first lady for Jackal. For who? From the Jackal. The first lady. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, she's in... Do you have your phone on you? Is that why no. you're like, doing all this stuff? I was just pointing out Gene, Gene Smart is in this film. Everybody knows because she is the designing woman that stuck around pretty much for the entire run, right? Didn't, didn't she last... Even past the point where they decided to throw in like new cast members when they lost uh, Delta, uh, Delta Burke and um, 
any uh, pods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She had nothing else to do. Yeah. Well, she's been in things. She was in one full season of Fargo recently. She's she's still had a career. There's still, like, she hasn't had to, like, fall back on anything and and do something else. I know Annie Potts is in something now, too. I, I don't remember what it was uh, that I saw. Is it Young Sheldon? Is she in that? I Did anybody watch that sort of thing? <laughs> Whatever the Young Crickets. Sheldon equi- equivalent is, that's what she's in. So this film was made in 1984. It, it was made with a um, a modest budget. It's it's a film that uh, it looks like it didn't stand the test of time because you can find the whole thing on YouTube. Uh, you don't you can't find it anywhere else. Uh, it it's has not a, on HBO. Is it? Oh, well, oh, it might be. It might be. HBO don't throw away nothing. It's true, and if you uh, subscribe to HBO Go, it might actually be on that. But it's about uh, two border cops uh, named Bobby and e, uh, uh, Ernie, I think are their names. It doesn't matter. They're, they're Treat L- Williams Logan. and, and uh, if they called him, yeah, they called him Logan, but in the, the credits thing it said Bobby. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember they did call him Logan all the time. The other guy's name is Ernie. Uh, but essentially their names are Chris Christopherson and Treat Williams. Treat Williams, who is a second time up here on this podcast because he was in... You remember Herman? No, I do not. He was in the Phantom. He was the bad guy in the Phantom. He sure, yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Don't, look, I looked him up. He was. That was like the credit he had on there. Was he his bad guy no, in Venom? In, no, I remember Venom. because now Phantom. you know he was so damn. Um, he was. He was such a good bad guy. Uh-huh. He was just such a good humorous bad guy. Like he had fun with the film. I, I mean, I felt how much fun he had with the Phantom mm-hmm. being a bad guy. Right. So. You have these two guys. They are uh, not your your t- typical not by the rules best buddies sort of thing. One is meant to be the senior of the two, uh, but they they they're together through thick and thin. Like they're the uh, the bestest of friends, and they're both kind of peeved that they're uh, being taken over by this new security system that they have that they're going to put in place that it, uh, can tell the difference between a human tremor and other, I guess, tremors that are out there. Like, you know, warm tremors that exist or something. So that's going to be the new security wall that's going to be set up. That That's the border between U.S. and Mexico. And they're like, boo, we want to be the cool guys sort of thing. And um, The first instance of computers taking over human jobs. Yes. It's a new thing to them. Right. And it might have inspired RoboCop because that because we because two of the guys <laughs> was born. yeah yeah that, that yeah that's the conception of the whole thing is we have we have robots taking over human jobs sort of thing um, <laughs> in the process of them trying to stop some drug runners uh, lo and behold it turns out that uh, uh, one of our heroes uh, the one I just keep mentioning uh, Chris Christopherson finds a a uh, truck buried in the sand. And it's like completely covered, and there's like a dead guy in it. We find out that's been dead for twenty one years. About twenty years. Yeah, it was about twenty yeah. years. Yeah. For yeah, sure. and he has eight hundred thousand dollars on him, and they're like, "Okay, cool. I guess we keep this money." And Treat Williams is like, mm, "I don't know. Maybe we should research it." And this is the fallacy. This is what what causes the problem is because they started digging for this information. Because uh, uh, Michael, you actually asked me like, how how aren't they going to get away with this? And it turns out mm-hmm. that's always a trope when it comes to these movies. How many have you seen where it's like people find money and then they get away scot free? Oh, um, none. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so there's something that stops them from doing it. It's either their own conscience or the people that the money was meant for. Like they're covering up something. 
And uh, in this case, it turns out that there was a huge conspiracy that they were covering up. And that that's where Kurt Ward Smith, Smith comes into this. He, uh, he comes in with tons of cigarettes and a bad attitude. And he wants to take down everybody that isn't with him sort of thing. And there was a great scene where they uh, – it looked like at one point – that our one of our heroes was going to die in a huge plane explosion. I was like, "This movie's great," mm-hmm. and it turns out he just jumped into the pool, and I was a little disappointed. And you never even see him jump from the plane, which would have been right awesome. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Even if they would have did that, it would have awesome. But I guess they want to be more dramatic and just have him, oh, let's let make people think that he's dead and just have him jump out right, the water. Right. Like, yeah, you, you, you kind of. Messed that what up. gets me is how quick the plane exploded. You would think it kind of got roughed up a little bit, but it, like it just touched that one indestructible rock and it just <laughs> blew up like GTA style. That's that's normal eighties uh, <laughs> uh, explosions. Like if you've you've seen like Die Hard two, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that one's probably the more uh, the. You don't believe it uh, more than anything because they're like, oh, we're on fumes. Thank God somebody wants us to land, sort of thing. And it's that plane that's coming from London that blows up. Mm-hmm. And it blows up in, like, I had so much uh, gas. I have no idea why we did this sort of thing. Like, it, <laughs> like it, it should have just been, like, pew, 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 pew. Like, that, that's how it should have stopped. And instead it went, kaboom! Yeah. And then, and yeah, that's basically what this did, except it was a two-seater that should have killed Treat Williams, but he's all right. <laughs> he's like, I'm good! And he's like, I guess I can't be mad at you, Kurt Woodsman. And he's like, you better not be Chris Christoffersman. Chris Christopherson. <laughs> I'm inventing people right now in order to come up with these Call things. Whistler. Yeah, Whistler, sure. Yeah. That'll work. Um, and uh, so all, all is well, it looks like, huh? Right? Everything's good? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, of course not. Uh, it turns out that uh, two women that they hooked up with at the beginning of the movie uh, have contacts and have been looking into finding out more information about this dead guy, and that triggers uh, an alarm set off by a lot of people finding out that you're not supposed to be looking up this man. Wait, back up, though. Isn't it convenient that the two women that they found napping in their car in the middle of a desert mm-hmm. just happen to be connected to the government that they could actually have uh, run their license plates and run numbers that they found? Well, you can have a friend. Stuff, you it's, know? it's a whole well, six degrees thing. Not only that is they were able to do like immediate double dates after that. Yes, like I There was know. chemistry for all four of them. Isn't that very convenient? To link up. It's like this is a work of fiction or something. <laughs> I don't think the chemistry was on anybody because they were they were definitely trying to show you that like not only was Chris Christopherson and Treat Williams like the catches of the year, but they were like it, like he, they were just like hey this is pretty easy you call dibs I call dibs okay we're good so <laughs> that, that's pretty much what happened there was and it, and what was funny is that uh, the the girl that was hooking up with uh, Chris Christopherson whenever he decides he wants to run she's like gives it like about a, a two Mississippi and says. I'm coming with you. <laughs> and he's like, you don't want to come with me. He's like, well, uh, guy, I, what else am I going to do? Uh, and then Chris Christopher do the ultimate, like, you know, friend world. Like, you call dibs on the on the good, on the, not, I ain't going to say good looking one, but the better attitude one. And you get your friend, yeah, you see the one with the mess up attitude? You take her. Mm-hmm. You take Gene Smart. I'm going to take her. No, they were about even on looks. Uh, it, it was. It, how would he know about like uh, personalities at no, that point? At the beginning, when they first met them in the car, who was the one giving all the all the lip to them? Gene Smart character. Yeah, but that, I, but according to movies, guys find that very attractive. In in movie sense, the ones that actually put up a fight are the ones like, "Hey, this this lady's somebody I need to pay attention to," sort of thing. They're three dimensional. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, they're more than just like uh, blonde hair and uh, and a 
what were they in? Like a car, just a regular car? Or were they in a Jeep as well? Because they love the was, shit out of Jeeps in this movie. I think it was a New Yorker. Okay. A Chrysler New Yorker. I think it's, yeah, it's Jeeps and cigarettes were uh, the big <laughs> takeaway for this movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, at this point, we're definitely going to give you spoilers about the whole thing because I don't think anybody's going to watch this movie because the ending actually is kind of interesting because they actually tied this dude into killing JFK and he was running away with $800,000. First thought, dude lowballed. eight hundred grand to shoot a president? That's, yeah. I seen the jackal. First lady was like twenty million. That that's a low that ball. A, you know that that was decent for nineteen sixty three. Uh, well, uh, considering DB Cooper got away with one point two million for for abducting that plane, then uh, yes, okay. And that was know, that man. was around the same time. And well, there was the no president on there. Man, <laughs> assassins like had to get whatever business they could at that time. So this definitely what he was definitely a one and done because they made it look like he wasn't going to do anymore. He's just really bad at escaping. Like he's really good at killing things. He just mm-hmm. like doesn't know where to go in a rainstorm <laughs> and die. So uh, when the FBI finds out that this uh, that there's this money and this is tied to a big government conspiracy, they kill Treat Williams in a very boring way. Yeah, uh, just a knife to the chest, and then yeah, uh, Chris wound, yeah. you didn't even see it happen. And then Chris Christopherson just goes full beast mode and just destroys everything in his path, except the girl. I think she just kind of fade away in the background. Um, uh, Rip Torn is also in this. He played uh, the uh, the sheriff Maybe in that like town. A sheriff, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can tell that guy just plays old men. Like, this was uh, easily 15 years before Men in Black came out, and mm-hmm. he was supposed to be the old man in that movie. No, yeah, he's just playing old men. That's kind of what he does. Uh, I'm trying to think of a film where he didn't play an old man, and there might have been, like, some role where he didn't, but, like, he, he just kind of established that look. Sort of like, like uh, we're watching Roadhouse a lot because of uh, what's coming up. Sam Elliott's always been an old man. Has yeah. he not ever? Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, he, yeah, because he was just in like westerns before this. Uh, his this was like his third or fourth movie that he he was in Roadhouse, and he was already like uh, like playing the old man. In yeah, that the thing. youngest he ever looked was um was Maz. That yeah, was, it, that was, was a couple years. That was a couple years before Roadhouse. It's, yeah, that's the youngest I can remember him. <laughs> and that's Wait, still mask, not like the mask of Jim Carrey. No, that's a good one. We haven't thought about that. Can we do that? No, no, Damn. I don't want to do no, that. Mask, like, I don't remember the mask was Cher, was Cher and Eric Stoltz. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, where Cher was like smoker. <laughs> <laughs> if, you've never, if you've never seen it, I recommend. Uh, right. It's and no, it, the whole thing is about like Eric Stoltz is like uh, he's got a messed up face. Uh, you, you watch Rick and Morty whenever they had like yeah. the the doofus yeah. Rick. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and they, they talk about the mask kid. So that was <laughs> Eric Stoltz. References okay, and yeah, stuff, yeah. So no, it's not great. It's just Cher trying to deal, and uh, she's kind of like in a biker gang because she's dating uh, Sam Elliott, and Sam Elliott's like a big biker gang kind of guy. <laughs> and they've incorporated uh, Eric Stoltz into the gang because he's you know they, they don't do nothing violent. The yeah. biker gang don't do nothing violent. Mm-hmm. They just walk mm-hmm. right around looking tough. Yeah, that's it, it, it's not much in that movie. Is Sam Elliott doing the commercials for Coors now. He does voiceover stuff. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, he does like the meat. He like does the stuff for meat. So I yeah. he do a truck, a truck yeah. commercial, Silverado. He does something. Yeah, he does. All those he's still you want, working. You want that? Pretty you want sure that, he's the meat. It's what for dinner, right? You want that husky Marlboro voice uh, telling you what what to do in life? I would like that's the kind of you know that that nice southern and comforting uh, voice that he's got going on. Plus, he got probably one of the most popular memes of there is like. Uh, you can't fix stupid. Do you know that meme? No, yeah. I no. don't. You, Sorry. You can't fix stupid. I'm an old man, yeah. and I do not uh, hang around with kids like you no, do. No, you're, spe- <laughs> you, you're a special kind of stupid? 
Is that what it is? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. No, I don't no, know what you're talking about. I go off on tangents. As Sam Elliott would say, stupid is as stupid does. Stupid uh, is as stupid does. I, I remember that Sam Elliott where he's like, life's like a box of chocolates. And <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. He ran around the, the world, too. That was strange. But, you know, hey, whatever. Man, whatever floats your boat. And at the end, uh, he runs into Rip Torn, and Rip Torn's basically like, hey, man, look, they said you killed your buddy. So why don't you just go to Mexico? And he's like, all right, fine, I'll go to Mexico. And the best thing about this movie, uh, we played it at the front, we're definitely going to play it at the end, is, is the, the, sound, the, 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 the final song for it, which is called Flashpoint, mm-hmm. where it basically talks as like um, Chris Christopherson is singing about him escaping in, in like his entire life. And at, there, there's no need for something like that. We read the, the, uh, the, the trivia on this. It turns out they wanted Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Found out that cost money. So they just found, like, somebody's son who was the vice president of HBO Films to write this song. And boy, oh boy, was it that type of song. Oh, it's, it's it, everything about it is like, and I'm a guy at a border garden with my best friend. And we found some money. Oops, he's dead. Now I go to Mexico. Flashpoint! You know, that's basically There's what happens. There's no need to watch the movie at that point. Just listen to the song if you don't have the time, and you've got it. You've yeah. seen Flashpoint. You can look up the final credit song because it plays, and you just see Rip Torn watching Chris Christopherson leave uh, with mm-hmm. all that money. Awkwardly standing there, too. Like It wasn't like they cut to black. or For about a solid like four minutes as credit rolls, he was just... Standing there, maybe that was in his contract. His contract, like I gotta have seven minutes of screen time. It was like that's true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you give him two minutes at the end. Yeah. Just somebody with a stopwatch and then like yeah. slow down the credits a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> we need some more songs in there. Tangerine Dream was the band that actually covered the rest of it, and they did a lot of electronic stuff. Uh, we we know uh, like their Wikipedia page says like at least a hundred different um, soundtracks, including for a movie that came out in nineteen ninety four called Catch Me. If you can, but it was catch me dot 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 if you can, which I think is fine. If if we wanted to include that, I'm not big on including movies that I've already seen though. That's the problem. That's why I don't want to do Mask and the Mask because I've seen those. I don't want to do that again unless there's somebody you actually want to introduce those movies to. Michael, he's seen the I've Mask. Seen half of them. <laughs> you don't. I don't count. think there's anybody on Earth that hasn't seen the Mask but Jim Carrey. Maybe maybe Jim Carrey refuses point. to watch his own movies, or maybe like Jamie Kennedy didn't watch it, and that's why The Mask Two wasn't that good. Because <laughs> he was like, "What what happens in this? Oh, I oh I do that. All right, fun. Whatever you need me to do. Okay." But uh, overall, what did you think of the movie? It was um, very, exactly okay. Very, <laughs> it was it was very male bonding, you know. It was it was a nice it was a nice film. I wouldn't say like it's one of our ones that we, you have to go out and recommend, but it's one of those. Oh, thank God we found a film to match up with something we actually wanted to see. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It dragged at times. It's not like it had like spectacular shots or anything like that. But it was just good for the nostalgia aspect of it, like to look into 1984 and see right, Chris right, Christopherson. Right. Yeah, That's a it's tough one, one of the movies that. They, that that should should have been over with in ten minutes. Like Chris, because as soon as I as soon as I found the money, I've been like, okay, just go in my truck and um, hey guys, I'm putting on my retirement. A uh, truck? Don't you mean a jeep? Oh my bad, jeep. jeep. Yes, the, you're a border guard. You are in a jeep. Don't sir. Don't mess up that product placement. Yeah, jeep was very prominent. It, I guess the jeep sales in 1984 went up after this came up because Damn a jeep straight. could do anything yeah. in this movie. I, I have mean, a jeep. I love jeeps. Man. See. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You just go up a side mountain. Seeing this movie you know? just gave me a big old boner for Jeeps. Yeah. I'm so happy that I, I've, I've been riding in one. Does anybody have a title for this otherwise? Um, I don't want to say my title because they sound weak. Okay, you fair know, enough. Some, yeah, it's, uh, cigarettes and Jeeps. Okay. That's uh, what I would call it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it all was just cigarettes and Jeeps. <laughs> And dirty money, man. One thing I want to say is that they had the dirtiest money, and they were actually considering using this in places. And people were like, "This money is like crumpling apart." Are you, are you saying like Pigpen from like uh, the Peanuts blew up in that case, and that's where why it's so dirty in there? Exactly, <laughs> it's just the kind of wallet you would imagine he has. I was trying to mix um, uh, uh, euphemisms and uh, like uh, synonyms with various uh, things that they talked about, and I, I really wanted to call this borderline because I felt like it was. Everything about it felt like that. That's what you want to do for something that's near near uh, near border. There is another movie called Borderline. That's why I, I kind of don't want to call it that. That's why I was looking for the Spanish translation, and went, and that's why it was called Limite, which Limite doesn't sound that great either. So the mashup that I came up with just by looking at uh, uh, like that sheet was Fringe Target was was what I came up with mm-hmm. because. Fringe is a way to refer to the border or the edge of something. And then they kept referring to him and his friends as targets. And then you have the other target that we're referring to in this thing, which is, of course, the president. So I was, like, uh, figuring, hey, that's a way that you can get the double meaning in this. So that's where I, I, I came up with that stuff. I don't know if it's great. Is it better than uh, Jeeps and cigarettes? It's very thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Jeeps I put and effort shit. into it. Yeah. I put effort in it, but I like Jeeps and cigarettes. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so we're on to the second movie. In a city full of corruption. An honest cop is on the biggest case of his life. Taking down the most notorious crime syndicate. But when his undercover partner becomes a target, he'll cross the line. To make them pay. On March 14th, experience an entertaining action blowout. A cavalcade of mayhem. Nail biting tension. And hardcore fist for fist action. Donnie Yen, and the two warriors Louis Koo, and the Matrix Reloaded's Colin Cho. This spring, Dragon Dynasty presents Flashpoint in theaters March 14th, 2008. Owned it on DVD April 22nd. Second movie. And we're back, everybody. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I just need some space. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> So this one is from 2007, starring Donnie Yen and others. Uh, I do not remember the name. I do remember their character names. That's why I decided to just remember that as opposed to their actual names. Yeah, Wilson, Tiger. Yeah, no, no. His name was Tony. You assume that his name was Tiger because it was Tony. No, one of his brother's brother was was Tiger. Tiger. Right, but we're talking about the three main dudes here. You have Donnie Yen. His name was Ma. Ma. Then you have uh, Wilson, who's who's his best friend and undercover guy. And you have Tony, who is like the main leader of this uh, branch that they're trying to stop. Mm-hmm. They tried to put this in the veil 
of like the big buy over for or the the I, I, Hong Kong was leased out uh, to to London some uh, like two hundred years for like two hundred years for a certain amount of money and like it, it went up in nineteen ninety seven and it came back into China and they were trying to put this at the edge of something like this giving the title for Flashpoint but. It really didn't need to have that in there. I think it was just written because you pointed out, Michael, that possibly a lot of this had to, uh, like, the reason it was made is because of nationalism as a way of a pride of putting people back together, sort right. of thing. But did it even apply in this movie at all? Like, what, did you get the feeling like they would talk around? It's like, oh, guess we're Chinese now, sort of thing. You yeah, know, like, not at all. I don't even think any of that subject matter was brought up. Right. Besides the intro of the movie where they had, like, part of the title card. Yeah. Did you get any of that, Herman? Any of that? No, I just no, I didn't get it. I no, didn't. no, I was just saying that the movie was it the Jackson movie he was talking about where um same kind of thing uh, the dude that was from um was Charlie and Fed or something. But uh, this is like I don't remember. Thing. I just want to call it the bodyguard because he was the bodyguard of whoever. But I don't yeah. think that was the name of the this movie. This is like a so. thing with China and stuff. Like they seem like there's a proper propaganda over there, I guess. I don't know. Like No, it's just, just like promoting movies. nationalism. Okay. You would think that it's a, 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 pop, a populist state where they're concerned about their own image? What? <laughs> I saying. can't believe that, huh? I mean, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they actually control what people think and, and want to talk about. I don't understand, Herman. What Are you trying to open up people's eyes on this? No. Are you are nope. you, nope. you going to get us flagged don't. by, by nope. some international nope. organization? Is that... I don't want no problems, okay. Nope. Okay, not well, too me. bad. Uh, it's all, <laughs> this is what I'm going to include in the keywords here. Oh. Herman is a traitor to nationalist China. <laughs> he he believes in a free Tibet. Uh, and that, <laughs> oh, man, everything about it is just going to blow up in your face, Herman. I wish I could make a joke, but I can't even name, think about who's even the leader of China is right now, uh, uh-huh. you know. It's Chow Yun Fat, like you brought him up before. <laughs> you sure it's not Jackie Chan? No, no. Okay. He he's like their emperor, man. They don't need him as a leader. He's like their he's their old guard. Like he's the he's he's the guy that everybody looks up to. They they actually had a movie. What we were talking about like movies that they make in China that don't come over here. It's actually on Netflix and it's called Kung Fu Yoga. Yeah. It is awful. <laughs> it has yeah. got him. It's got uh, it, they mix it up. They mix the cast with uh, Chinese and Indian as a way because they knew those are two markets that they can uh, uh, get a lot of money from. It made like three hundred million in those two markets. Yeah, over here maybe fifty thousand. Like it was, I, it wasn't anything over here. I turned it off. I turned that movie off. But and it was and they actually made it bilingual. Made it trilingual because they spoke English, Chinese, and uh, whatever the general language of india is and it it, it makes it kind of just you know batted from one to one to the next but yeah it's a kid's film basically it's a where in the world is carmen san diego with uh, J- uh jackie chan is what it is see when you say it like that that actually sounds really awesome <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's colorful yeah i i've noticed that it uh, when it, whenever you watch a a movie over here like, where the trailer is very colorful yeah. It's not as dark and brooding. They're meant. They're aiming this for an international market, like uh, like the latest trailer for Pacific Rim. If you see that, like it's outdoors, it's bright, like they, it's so different from the previous trailer yeah. that you feel like they're aiming for like an international market. Like they even have like the cast is more international too. So that makes sense because I know that a lot of people on the international market wasn't happy with the first Pacific Rim because they they thought they made it too Americanized because you well, know yeah. they borrowed it from you know they borrowed from um, from manga. 
No! <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, no. Oh right. my god. You, can you believe that American filmmakers be borrowing stuff from Mango? Del Toro didn't come up with that on his own? Like, he wasn't no. like in his like, bathroom. He was like, Fishman, mm-hmm. big robot. I'm just coming up with the best ideas. I mean, next thing you know, like, they're going to say that they took Gundam Wing and shit, you know? Hellman. No, no, no. Hellboy. Okay, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's all he was doing. So, in this film. Uh, Donnie and Ma is a uh, is like the cop of cops. Like they're interviewing him at the front. Like I felt like I I bought the wrong thing at the beginning because it almost seemed like this was a making of. Yeah, they really didn't <laughs> dig deep into that at all. It, what it, felt like a, a whole minute of like screen time of him being interviewed and right, but it, they opened it. It and just kind of book in that way. That was yeah. about it. Yeah. So he's got a best friend that is um, that, that he pals around with in the gym, but is also deep undercover, which is not a smart move. Like, uh, if you want to become best friends with somebody, just don't don't have them like uh, like be in the line of fire that you're trying to kill. Like they have a a playful fight in in a dance club at the beginning as a way to show like he's still on the wrong side of the law, and they're like, yeah, I agree, sort of thing. You know that that's basically what all that was about. And then eventually. Uh, they're about to break the case wide open, and it turns out Tony finds out that Wilson's been uh, been treating uh, like not him as like an awesome dude, so he knocks him down a hill and, and almost kills him, but doesn't kill him enough. Which uh, he goes to the hospital. Uh, his girlfriend's like, "Ah, oh, he almost killed him." Oh, he's he's like, to "Oh wait, okay. oh wait, oh no, I, this no." Both of these movies, whatever. Uh, I'll include whatever. Spoilers. Who cares? <laughs> okay, you're just being kind of vague there. Like, you know, that's what I was saying. What? No, not really. Okay. I'm. Uh, what? What's very interesting about this movie is like these these mobsters aren't stopping at them like going away. So they they're trying to eliminate everything and everyone that's near them to to where they can get one of the brothers that has been captured out of jail. And I don't think that would work, like, in most jails. It's like, huh, wow, all the witnesses have died mysteriously by gunshot wounds. I guess he's free to go. You know, that's basically what happens in this mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that works in real life. <laughs> sure it does. <laughs> that works in real life. I mean, I'm just saying, I, I could know some, I can't get the case, you know, the names and stuff, but I happened in New Orleans where um, a guy literally killed the guy in a barber shop, in the chair in a barber shop. Mm-hmm. So the barber who was Cedric the, the entertainer here, killed somebody yeah. in barbershop. Yeah. So the barber was going to go testify against the guy. He went down court for preliminary hearing. As soon as he was coming from out the courtroom, he got killed on two lane abroad. So I mean, and then the, then Herman, the case, were you involved in this in any way? No, I, no, Do you no. know of this from experience? No, this is in the Times picking you, so y'all can go look it up like that. But no, <laughs> and, the, and the case was dropped because no witness could um could place him at the scene of the crime. Oh, okay. It wasn't because they had butterfingers. It's like, Ugh. it was just witness testimony. They didn't have the, the physical evidence to convict him. Fair enough. You know. All right. So I'm mentally make a note of that. <laughs> what it seems like it works? What What's funny about this is they don't kill Wilson in this. The guy that was deep undercover. They just maim him a lot and kidnap his girlfriend, and then eventually kidnap him in order to make sure the brother gets out of jail. And that turns uh, Donnie Yen into a a big uh, pile of anger. Like he. I think what really set him off was that one of the brothers, this was Tiger, right? That 
He's the one that shot put at a eight year old uh, like two blocks, right? Like he just like tossed her. Oh my god! Yeah, I yeah. was not expecting that at yeah, all. Had her upside down. Yeah, yeah. Flipped her around. It, yeah, at first it looked like it was just going to be like a power slam or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which, which, which would have been know. fucking brutal too. Right, right. You right. know what they did was they didn't actually show her dying. They threw her through like a a wall yeah. so they could shake they could you know and once the camera got to her she was already on the ground you know supposed right, to be right, dead right. so I guess that's why they didn't like show her getting power drop into the maybe ground. she was a bad actress too <laughs> <laughs> why can't you act like you're dying come on yeah just been, look been like seven or eight years old like you should know what you're doing at yeah. that point well what they usually do is they just buy her a puppy and let it get attached to the puppy and then after a week just like kill it in front of her and then and then she's like ah Action! Action! <laughs> didn't it happen? Didn't it happen before? Didn't that? Didn't it happen before? Like somebody actually did that in real life. Somebody made a kid get attached to an animal. No, Herman, that oh, okay. never happens. Okay. okay. Nobody does that to cause that to make kids cry. Have you seen the Florida Project yet? Oh, I did. I loved yeah, it. There Not was too. like Except for the end. Though. Well, well, the six the six year old crying. I was like, man, they killed so many puppies to get her to cry. <laughs> Dude, what? I don't know when it gets sidetracked, but <laughs> we that, do that, whole, that time. whole thing, and I'm probably spoiling it. No, here, you can spoil it. But I really felt for her that moment, and then all of a sudden, they fucking ruined it at the end where they had this weird bootleg footage of running through Disney, and it just seemed so off place with all the rest of the, I, the I'm movie. guessing because of Escape from Tomorrow, which is a movie that they illegally filmed in Disney World. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that one before. I've, I haven't gotten around to watching it. It's one of those things that... It it sounds better than it actually is because most people that watch it they just watch it for the uh, that factor like yeah. somebody filmed an entire movie in Disney World but without anybody's permission sort right, of thing. Right, right. So uh, it, that's why it was that handheld stuff. Like they they knew they can get away with it because uh, usually Disney doesn't like they, they afterwards like uh, I guess we should say something but we're not. I like since that movie got away with it I think that's why they did it in mm-hmm. Florida Project. That's why that's why I say that. But anyway, well, uh, so Dunian he he um he goes and he just starts offing people left and right, and eventually leads to a big fight between him and Tony, and that's what we were all waiting for. Man, oh man, was that thing brutal! It makes me wish that USC fights happened in abandoned houses because they could use so many like other things around them as weapons and stuff. Because they went to town on each other, and that was great. I don't know if it's as good as like the fight in Ip Man, but it, it was definitely great. I thought so. Feel free to say something at this point. No, no, no. (laughs) Either uh, one of you. I don't care. (laughs) I keep talking. It was filled with head injuries, like, at this point. Like, there were so many concussions in that one scene right there, just falling down and hitting five shelves on the way down. Mm. Um Pretty much was blown away the rest of the, for that. The whole movie led up to that scene, you could say. Sure. And I love that the movie knew what you wanted because within like the first thirty seconds of it, you saw dudes fighting kung fu. <laughs> they yeah they they had a lot of downtime with the movie, but you could tell it was just trying to fill in, and it, and it took a lot of inspiration from like Infernal Affairs, which became The Departed. Uh, they they basically were showing like, hey, it's not cool to be undercover because I don't know what what movie actually makes it look cool to be undercover. Donnie yeah, Brasco? Did that do it? I don't know. Uh, nah. Yeah, I don't There was the video game Sleeping Dogs. Okay. It was Hong Kong. Not really a movie, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> All right. But, I mean, Hong Kong <laughs> deep undercover, though. The Chai Young fat film I was trying to remember the name of, and they go deep undercover. I'm like, good God. Are you talking about like, City, of, City of Fire? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the one that was the inspiration for Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what we did on here. Yes. Yeah, there was uh, there were two city of, city on fires. The other one was actual city on fire. <laughs> so we're like, <laughs> I guess we got to keep that one because they actually set a city on fire. Yeah. But it was funny about that one is they uh, they had Leslie Nielsen in that one, and that was before Airplane. Like the reason they hired him to do Airplane is because he's a serious actor. Right. And it was funny to have him play like play kind of goofy and a straight man at the same time. Where at, by the end of his career, he thought he was like, "Oh, I got to be a funny guy, so I got to be like mugging at the camera the whole time." So it was weird. It was nice to see him in that transition phase where he's still just like a character actor kind of guy. But, but also, I hate that we the American audience is catching on to Donnie Yen like late. You know, <laughs> you it's hate like the fact that well, I wish we had him in his twenties and thirties. You know, because I think we we miss a lot of good things. Like I got to go back. And finds his movies from um, overseas. Like, there's one movie I'm looking for that have Samuel Hung in it and another good actor, but it's like hard to find on the streaming service. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I had the name written down at home. I can't remember the name, but it's one, it's basically have one of the best, uh, considered one of the best car, car guy fight uh, scenes in the film. Like, two of the, Basically, this this I was looking at two of the best fight. Was it called like seen. Dirty Dancing? So we can watch both yeah. of them. Is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I hope I'm gonna try to find a, a secondary <laughs> title for it. Basically, two of the um, top ten fight scenes was in this damn movie. So I just think that we we caught on him too late. Like with Jackie Chan, Jackie Chan been around forever, but all his best stuff like Meals on Wheels right. and and um, the Condor they, Wheels they was, on Meals is actually what it's called because it's on Amazon. On yeah, my bad, my bad. no, it's weird because it's called that. Like it's actually the other way around. Like you'd expect it to be. Okay. but but yeah, they they actually have that on Amazon. I watched it the other day, and it was good. Like yeah, it was like, it, it was like it's actually directed by Sam Hung. There you go. Yeah. So like all the good stuff was like over there because like we didn't get them when mm-hmm. when they first tried to get over here and stuff. And now Donnie he's coming back over well, here. How do you, you feel know? about Donnie in Rogue One? Is that like? Do you think I, I thought he had. I thought he had shared the most but, scenes. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I hated that he didn't do that much. <laughs> he was the force, and the force was with him, though. Yeah, yeah. But and he said that over and over again. Yeah, I just wish he would have survived so he could make it to the big films. You know, <laughs> you, like you just want him on like a meteorite from that that uh, the 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 Earth or that planet that blew up. He just rides away on it. He's like, well, I'll get you later, Vader. The, the force, the force could sustain him like it did with Leia. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh, like, oh, that the whole thing with the Mary Poppins thing that everybody complains about with Leia? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, understood. Mm-hmm. Well, they actually tried that with uh, Jackie Chan. There's like two or three movies, at least, that he did over here in the mid-'80s that just didn't catch on. He realized, hey, I'm making all this money over in China. Why did I even bother coming over here? So, what's, what's funny was then he got smart, Jackie Chan. He got smart. The movies that were released in China, he just re he dubbed it and re released it yeah, over here after yeah. he became like you know Rumble in the Bronx. I was like, come on. Actually, he didn't dub some of those. They got re- <laughs> like like Wheels on Meals. He did not dub that. Uh-huh. Like if you watch that, somebody else is talking like Jackie Chan, but they but it's not like the way you'd expect it. It's something. Like, hey there, what's going on? Right. You I'm know, talking about like super like a super, police story. Yeah, but he, like Super Cop, the ones that was released in the, in the movie theaters, like Super, super Cop, Cop. Yeah, uh, Jackie Chan's first strike. That was all film over there, and then he yeah. just like, yeah. drunk a master. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then he eventually made Shanghai Noon, so he's over here. <laughs> yeah. So all we need <laughs> so is then he made it. We in rush to, hour. We need to give Donnie in his either Chris Tucker or Owen Wilson. Uh, let's find up one for this day, like a Bill Hader. That would probably be a nice matchup with Donnie mm. in. That would be like him and 
Him and uh, Kristen Wiig. How about that? They're, they're, they're a perfect pair, aren't they? Yeah. Somebody kind of serious, but him, can handle their comedy. Him and Queen Latifah. They would be Ooh. perfect together. Yeah, totally. That'd be too much testosterone on film. Him, <laughs> him, him and Flipper. Like, Flipper the Dolphin. They, they could be on adventures together, sure. Like, yeah. he'd be in one of those human suits. Like, yeah, that they always say that dolphins could get into. And that's why... They're they're like the second smartest no, animal. He's Spain. I did not hear about this. Yeah. Oh, you haven't gotten that far in uh, the the uh, that book I've given you. They've, no. Uh, all the agents in the future for football are dolphins. So, <laughs> like you'll you'll it, you'll get to it. You'll get to it. I, I know from the last book they talk no about they didn't like about. dolphins because you know they. Uh, yeah, there, okay. There's okay. a there's an author I got into, uh, Scott Sigler, who does a lot of horror uh, uh-huh, novels, uh-huh. and he wrote it in uh, a, a series of books called The Galactic Football League, where mm-hmm. an alien race takes over a whole bunch of uh, uh, other races, including humans, mm-hmm. and uh, decides in order to get everybody on the same page, they create uh, – uh, they bring back football, and certain races are better at certain parts. American football, yeah, American mm-hmm. football. Okay, yeah, it, he, he he actually goes into detail. Like he's he, he does a very good job explaining like football games, but each race is good at a position. So like they're not one dominates over another. Mm-hmm. So like humans are really good at being quarterbacks and uh, uh, tight ends and um, running backs, and but running backs are and like I'm a different type. Of, yeah, and, and linebackers they, they low they zero gravity right. They, they've got a race that's really good at being wide receiver and cornerbacks. Uh, they got a race that's really good at being on the line or mm-hmm. either side, and they have a race that is also good at being the linebacker. And uh, and they basically you're basically following this one guy who is considered the prodigy of the sport from from being in the lowest spot to all the way up into the championship. So like it, hmm. it starts off it's called I think it's called the rookie and then goes to yeah. the starter. The All Star, the champion, all that stuff. Yeah, you like found it, Quentin Burns around okay. and stuff, and I'm just mentioning that just just in case people <laughs> Google Quentin Burns and they might hit on this podcast. So, well, you know. I can't wait till they make a movie about it. So they I talked about it. Uh, it's it, it wouldn't surprise me if it happens, but it, it'd be pretty damn expensive. That I it actually work better as a TV show, but uh, that, anyway. Just get, we're getting way off topic on this. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, there's a big fight. Donnie N comes back and he's like, "Hey, I catch bad guys. That's just what I do." And then the end. And then we had, just like when we watched uh, Gunshy with Antonio Banderas, we stuck around to see the credits afterwards because that that ended up being as entertaining. Where in the, with Antonio Banderas's movie, it ended, that was actually more entertaining watching the credits. Yeah, than the movie. Uh, yeah, than the movie was. This this was actually just more educational to see what they had to go through because they gave you the. Jackie Chan tutorial of who got hurt yeah. during this movie. It made so. me it made me double down the fact that I would love to be an actor. I would love to be in a film, but ain't no way in hell I ever be an action star. Yeah, uh, no, I would never be an yeah. action star. And they have like crews, like they'll work on multiple movies, like the the same stunt doubles mm-hmm. work on multiple movies, kind of right. like like a, a stunt team, and like. They get hurt like all the time. I, I mean, don't those, see why those they were some that. real punches we were seeing. Yeah, yeah, that if was they, the thing that was blowing me away. If they wasn't, they really was a uh, shoot, really <laughs> believable. Yeah. You know, sure. Uh, so, uh, uh, does this movie keep its title? I think no. Okay, good no. enough. All right, yeah. no, for another, there can be no. Okay. <laughs> Do you have another title? Because I have a couple, of course. I had a title. I had an undercover furry. Uh huh. You know, Undercover furry, huh? That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Because I mean, the the, the furry of um, Donnie Yen 
with the undercover aspect just kind of that kind of popped in my head. Are you saying furry? He's saying furry. fury is yeah. what he's saying, no, but it, but know, it sounds like he's saying furry. So I went along with. Well, that that, that works. That works. You know, <laughs> my image of what was totally different. From what if you? Had. I, I had the, for the, the the three brothers. I was like thinking three the hard way. Mm-hmm. You know, but that is a movie. Three the hard way. I thought it was two the hard way. It is three the hard way. It is a black exploitation movie. Give me your card. Give me your. You are done. <laughs> I know this. Oh well. Oh well. Yeah. So the, uh, do you have a title, Michael? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this. I think um, cigarettes and concussions is probably going to be an accurate <laughs> title for this one. You're really pushing the cigarettes thing because in every single one, so how long have you been working they had Philip Morris. How long have you been working with Philip Morris? You know, uh, let's remove this mask. But, oh, he's Joe Camel. It turns out okay. <laughs> But no, seriously, like in both of these movies, every single scene, if not every other one, they were smoking cigarettes. Well, so, this movie was filmed in ni- was set in nineteen ninety seven, so I guess that's they, true. Guess they was trying to get that. Yeah, yeah, right. they give that, that that the same nineties action feel. I have two titles. Uh, once again, I have a serious and a fun title. I actually enjoy the fun title a lot more. Serious title is Asking Price, which is uh, I think a, a an explanation of what. Somebody would have to do not only as a job of being a cop and an undercover cop. What what's the price that you have to pay in order to be these things? So uh, that that's the that was the thing that encompasses the whole thing. The fun title is "Stop or My Ma Will Shoot," because his name is Ma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You wish you thought of that, Herman. (laughs) That's why you're angry, because I came up with something clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was trying to think, look, Ma, no hands, but they use their hands a lot. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, the damn shit. Like, shit. Yeah. Can't see these hands. Are there a lot of times on the podcast where both movies just don't deserve the title? Well, yeah, a lot of times. Do we have to pick one? Because I have no idea at this point which one deserves it. (laughs) Someone deserves it. so far off. uh, I don't think either one deserves it. And uh, that's why I preface this with there being another Flashpoint movie coming out that actually applies to it. Uh, but yeah, we'll occasionally just give new titles for both of them. Oh yeah, I think I think this is one of the occasions that I don't think neither one deserve the title Flashpoint because when I think of Flashpoint, I at the beginning of the first film I thought they went with it because of the rain factor and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because I could see like you know Flashpoint like it just happened all of a sudden and stuff. But no, no, no. And in the last one with Donnie Yen, I was like. I don't get it at all. Well, they're they're trying to show like the, the, the whole thing about the uh, getting getting Hong Kong back is supposed to be that the, the culminating event that causes this this uh, this thing to occur. But no, it really doesn't apply. But uh, which which one of the first titles do you like the most? As I'm looking at both of you, and not say they're not saying anything. Ah, uh, no, I'm thinking. Uh, I, I, of course I like you are, which I, is bad for this podcast. <laughs> so I have yeah. to keep talking. Undercover I like the Donnie, Donnie N one. <laughs> the what? The Donnie N one. Uh, wait, uh, shit. <laughs> you like Don- Donnie Yen in Donnie Yen the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. Oh, which one? Which movie? I like the second one we watched. Okay, well, okay. Uh, you enjoyed the second movie. You enjoyed watching that more than yeah. you enjoyed. I'm talking about titles. What title do you like oh. more? <laughs> oh. I know. Who you trying to figure that out? I'm lost. I'm so lost. That's why I say Undercover Fury. Uh, still, still no. What was the ones that you said? <laughs> I said borderline, and I said uh, uh, fringe target was was the other one that I. Gave. I liked fringe target. Okay, Herman, which one do you like? Borderline. Borderline. I will break the tie and say, eh, I I I I don't care that there's another movie called Borderline. I actually enjoy Borderline more on that. 
Uh, on the second uh, film, what do you? What title do you like? Stop, my mom. Shoot. Exactly, you do. You <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> no, you like that. Whatever. What about you, Mike? I'm gonna stand by mine and say cigarettes and concussions. <laughs> Stop, my mom. Shoot, we'll win again. Yay! So both of these movies, you have new titles because guess what? We have another movie coming out that has all that stuff. Uh, does anybody want to say anything? Oh, we do have trivial objections coming out. You are going to be in uh, Houston. By the time yeah. this, this drops, but uh, when's the next show over the Manship? Uh, we'll be at the Manship February 17th. Okay. February 17th. Yeah. That'll be the day after we do at Smooth Nights yeah. with Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> the first one where they actually put rated R-ish when it really is not R-ish. It is a rated R movie that we are not uh, you know, like getting rid of any of the new- Have you seen Roadhouse? There's like tons of nudity in this movie. No, I haven't. Come that's on, why man. that's why I'm going like to at your least, event. Like what at least doing in the 80s. Yeah, well, uh, you not not be alive. Herman, do you want to promote anything? Not yet. Okay, all right. Uh, for another, there can be only one podcast. My name is Robert Rao. Herman Omega Brown Davis, and I'm Michael Alford. Good night, everyone. Good night. Herman with his notes, and he's coming aboard, and he's gonna give us facts that we didn't adore, and it's gonna be awesome because we're gonna be scoring all the time. With this flashpoint. Yeah, make sure make sure we uh everybody else is uh, working. I just was singing you to your chair. You know, like yeah, you know like you how they do. <laughs> yeah, how they do get you ready for the show and everything. How you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. How are you? It, it, right. This is just testing levels here. We're not uh we're not, they're not gonna hear this till the very end. Don't worry about this part. Oh you talking to Mike because I know. Uh-huh. Well, this is the time we're like, so how was uh, Trivia Jackson's? How's that going for you? It was really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, last night was awesome, man. Uh, it's kind of a blur, honestly. Uh, but yeah, fucking sold out show. Yeah, two old guys versus two young guys. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you had... <laughs> That's what the crowd wanted to see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, one guy that looked like he's 70, and Mike looked like he's about 40. And you got Evan who, you got Evan and Vaughn who both look like they pre adolescents That's that's kind of crazy that setup right there. Yeah, Jeremy looked like a cool old man. Though. <laughs> <laughs> he had yeah, the Kangol hat. Kangol. I, I know you're gonna say that. And he had like the salt and pepper beard thing going uh-huh. on. He was he was great. <laughs> you totally beat pigeons in the park with that dude, wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of guy I'd take candy in a van from. Yeah. Uh, he's the kind of person that would give me all sorts of mis like what were those butter scotch things that like he just has them available. Yeah, that are Werther's originals. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah, that's The hard candy of choice, sure. Yeah. Whatever. What will be our old candy that we offer the youngins? Like when we're old, what's going to be that candy? Uh, are we going to like our, oh, offer uh, people like Starburst? They're going to be like whatever, old man. Tide pods. You think that's like <laughs> flavored tide pods? Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to actually come up with their own, you know, basically candy tie pods. You know, like like basically get the market no, down. You because know? it's tie pods, man. They okay. eat those <laughs> candy pods. Make, make it sound like they're going to make edible versions of this because I'm sure that's going to fly with the FDA. It's already but, uh, edible. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. <laughs> well, it leaves you with a clean mouth. You have an aftertaste. All right, I think we got plenty. <laughs>